Yeah. I mean, overall, this brought costs down like quite, quite significantly. Um, I said half earlier, it's probably, you know, half and three quarter cost drop in terms of uh, what we're looking at here is cost per MQL, which is a marketing qualified lead. So they have to to hit a certain, um, they have to like mark off, check off a bunch of boxes essentially to say that they're qualified and then a sales team can reach out to them. And uh, it dropped the cost quite significantly when we first started running it. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. We are back with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. We have your hosts, Mr. Dylan Carpenter. I'm in the house, and Zach Johnson. What's hey, up, hey. Zach? What's going on? Not much, man. We have a very exciting guest today. I know you were geeking out about this one, especially on the Rich Ad. But Gordon, how's it going, man? Thanks for jumping on here. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Well, everybody, we got Gordon Leslie. He is the founder CEO of Client Magnet. <laughs> probably spending about 10 million a year on ads they're stationed over there in toronto but man this is going to be quite a fun one i know zach's got a billion questions on the whole funding side and see what we got here but man kind of give everybody a little background on kind of yourself what you're getting into over there just so people kind of have some insights yeah absolutely um we're a small performance marketing agency um we purposely keep the kind of staff to a minimum uh mainly just so we have the right type of talent make sure everyone's run ads before they've kind of worked for us. Um, work with a wide variety of companies. Uh, today, I think we're going to be talking about a, a pretty exciting one, ClearBank, but we work with e-commerce stores, um, finance companies, and we do a little bit of Google, a little bit of um, Amazon ads as well. Heck yeah. And I mean, y'all heard it best. You know what Funnel Dash does. We're about to talk about ClearBank. Ooh, this is going to be <laughs> juicy. Well, well, sick, man. So, I mean, I know you kind of sense over this rich ad here, this solid video. ClearBank continues to push out kind of really killer content and creative. And I know we spoke a little bit earlier on different angles that were kind of being approached. But would you kind of want to give everybody some insights on this rich ad segment, you know, just so people kind of have some background of kind of what the actual ad was in context, more or less? Yeah, absolutely. For the longest time when we were running ads originally, we were doing a lot of um, image content, a lot of carousels, a lot of single image ads, um, the odd kind of GIF, the odd kind of video. And then we went out and got this, um, this, this what Rich Ad, I'd call it, uh, video made. And it's, it's very, I'd say within the first three to five seconds, it's very kind of gunshot approach, loud, kind of in your face, flashing numbers, shows a bunch of um, what looks like Spotify sales coming in addresses the concern of, hey, you just got your first few customers. Um, it's time to grow the business, but you're lacking capital. Capital, And here's how ClearBank can help. And yeah, it's short, 17 seconds long, fits on you know, all platforms, uh, all placements. And uh, we saw a pretty good improvement from it. 
did you originally give direction on the ad? I know you mentioned all play platforms and placements. That's something you kind of gave some direction on, or is it just like, oh, heck yeah, look what we got to use now? Yeah, we collaborated um, quite closely on this one. And uh, we do a lot of their creative. This one I can't take credit for. This is one that they did. Um, but we did like sketch it out. We did almost script it to an extent. Um, and then we let the creators do the thing. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't seem like a very funding-oriented ad. It's, it seemed real hip. You know, it was, it was very different than what you'd expect from a kind of more traditional provider, more or less. So, I mean, it's super interesting on how to, how it impacted. And I'm I'm more excited to kind of get on how this actually impacts results because I know it's quite a game-changer there. Yeah, I mean, overall, this brought costs down, like, quite, quite significantly. Um I said half earlier, it's probably, you know, half and three quarter cost drop Ooh. in terms of uh, what we're looking at here is cost per MQL, which is a marketing qualified lead. So they have to, they have to hit a certain, um, they have to like mark off, check off a bunch of boxes essentially to say that they're qualified and then a sales team can reach out to them. And uh, it dropped the cost quite significantly when we first started running it. How long have you been running it? Uh, about three to four months. Oh, so this is kind of a more OG ad that's just continuously yeah, to milking it out. Exactly. Like we test uh, creative against this now and, and kind of benchmark and then um, got some new stuff coming out tomorrow. So hopefully uh, something beats this and then we can put this on the back burner for a couple weeks, couple months and then re reintroduce it again. I'm so with this being kind of more video oriented, I'm kind of curious on what kind of copy you got. And now is this, you know, was this a single ad, just a single piece of copy that just performed super well over the time? Was it this a single video and maybe four types of copy? Can you kind of give us some more insights on that concept? Or is it kind of just that one hit wonder that just worked super well? That's a good question. Uh, there is variations of this ad. So there's uh, shorter snippets, there's some longer snippets, there's uh, SaaS focused versus ecom focused, there's UK focused versus mm. North American focused, which isn't much of a difference. Those two, it's really just uh, instead of dollar signs, it's pounds or euros. Um, the accent's different in the narration and their limits are slightly different in terms of funding. Mm. Um, the ad copy has something that we've changed many times, um, just testing different angles, different different personas, more or less, that, that we're trying to go after to see what kind of affects them more. So one right now that's been running is is really talking about, you know, the challenging times of COVID and how ClearBank's there to support your business and how they can deliver funding and, you know, within 48 hours and really help them continue to buy inventory and pay payroll and run ads and so on. What kind of leads y'all kind of see most of when it comes to the, who, like who these ads speak to? Is it ecom brands? You know, B2B yeah, it's most mostly ecom. Uh, I'd say like ninety five percent ecom. And are they pretty new in their business phase, or they've been around the block uh, a little bit? Ranges or? ranges quite a bit. Um, so there's going to be a lot of people. So on this on ClearBanks uh, in their funnel on their site, they when you go in and sign up as a lead, there's different revenue thresholds that you put in. So there's as low as you know zero to ten k, ten to 50k 50k plus and then 100k plus and we get quite uh, a wide range of that there is obviously a lot of people and we don't consider these mqls but a lot of people that come in at zero to 10k um newer businesses might have just got a few sales don't have really the cash flow to, to scale it out looking to get some cash um they i believe they do have an offer for them that's slightly different but um 
yeah, it ranges. Sometimes you get some whales in here and sometimes you get some, uh, you get these companies you never heard of that are doing, you know, like 500 K a month. So for the Nancy who's spending 300 bucks a month on Pinterest, getting a 12 X, is she a good fit or no? <laughs> so, I mean, technically you should be doing about 10 K a month in revenue at a minimum, but I know they've, um, just talked about it. They've just, uh, went out and talked about a, a valuation, um, that they're releasing. It's a product where you, you can get valuations and they're, they're starting to introduce some new products. So, uh, Nancy might be in a good spot soon. Hell yeah. So back on the kind of more results side of things, this, you know, changed the cost per lead drastically. how the, how the quality, you know, how was the quality affected of the actual leads in that scenario? Was it pretty consistent, you know, or yeah, it was um, it was pretty consistent. There's, you know, with more volume, you're going to see um, like your everything increases, right? The number yep. of good leads increases, the number of average, the number of bad. So um, there was some bad leads, of course, uh, depending, especially where we were targeting. There's certain countries that we we played around with where there was some really bad leads, and then there's some good leads in other countries. And um, the UK is pretty good. The US is good. Canada is good. Uh, we did focus on a few countries in in um in europe that were pretty interesting but i think we just pulled back on there for uh technical reasons for now but um yeah i think it was relatively the same just everything was enhanced no that makes total sense and i mean going from carousels and static to videos i mean it's always quite the game changer and the fact you're able to kind of change up some of the copy angles for you know covid relief or you know struggles I think it's a killer way to kind of adapt with the, you know, what's going on in the world because it's very obvious what's going on. Everybody needs money right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One thing that was actually challenging with when we started working with ClearBank is getting around the special ad categories. Mm, um, that's a hot topic. Let's 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 dive into that bad boy. So for y'all who don't know special ad category, it Facebook kind of screws everybody where it's no age demographic targeting, you know, 18 to 65 plus, a lot of interests are removed. Um, geo targeting is a little bit trickier. So, how were you able to kind of combat that? You know, that's that's a tricky um, one. So, to date, we don't use special ad category. Um, we it to what I have found is it has there's three main things. One is of course your creative. What like what are you saying in the creative, especially if it's an image? Is they're going to read what's on that image? Mm -hmm. um, your ad copy is really important. So. Instead of saying um, like funding for your business, say supporting your business, and then reference things in the in the creative that show that it's obvious that it's funding. Um, funding works periodically, like on an ad that we have running now. It says funding for your business, no credit check, um, but no personal guarantees. Don't really ever mention a dollar amount. Mm -hmm. um, and then same thing with the lander. So wherever you're sending them to needs to be about the same as whatever's on your ad copy. I find those are the biggest things. And uh, you're going to get disapprovals like it happens, but then you just adjust a few things. Um, don't say, you know, classic things like every ad. Don't say you and um, don't reference a very specific person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we if it gets disapproved, I just play around with the copy and resubmit. It usually gets uh, approved. Do you all think you have a little bit of leeway being a big brand such as ClearBank or is it, you know, following the same guidelines as most of everybody else these days? That's a good question. Um, I work with some smaller brands where we're advertising things that you probably shouldn't advertise. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we get around it. So yeah. there's a lot of ways around things. But, you know, I'm sure there's probably some sort of leeway to an extent. I wouldn't know for sure. But 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah. I've definitely seen less disapprovals lately than I have before. Well, what about yesterday? Y'all get any crazy politically active? Oh my for god, too? dude! Everything, <laughs> every every damn ad I put up was social and political. Yeah, it freaked me out for a second. We were doing, um, we had a little coffee shop we were running ads for, and they got flagged for political. And I'm like, how is that even like in the equation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a compression sock company. Same thing. I was like, what the fuck? Well, snap. I mean, that's quite a little transition going from static to carousels to, you know, videos to splitting that cost more than 50% or even half. That's just bananas. So, I mean, killer on the rich ad side, man. Super juicy. And it's always nice to hear kind of stories like that. But yeah, one thing, one thing oh, I'll yeah, mention go. too before we move off that topic is like people think image is dead and carousels are dead compared to video. They are absolutely not. Like always test against it. I mean, video is going to capture attention better, but I have image ads that run for different accounts that have just drastically outperformed video. Um, I couldn't tell you why exactly. They just do. So always, always test everything. How many ads you rolling with per audience or ad set these days? Per ad set, I'll typically go three to five. That's um, yeah, it's a good safe no spot. No more than that. Heck yeah. So I've been trying that dynamic creative recently. It's been been pretty interesting. Oh, I love it, man. That's that's my stuff, especially for retargeting, just to switch it up. I like high frequency retargeting, and it's just it's just made it a lot easier. So would recommend. Do you ever use uh, reach campaigns to hit people like seven times a day type of thing? No, I'll only use those if it's a small budget account to where maybe we're targeting, you know, initiate checkout users or, you know, complete a payment to where I know it's a bucket of less than 10,000 people. So it's, yeah, yeah. 10K is kind of my threshold on the reach side of things. But yeah, it works super well still. You know, I'm about it. It's just, it's, it's, it's rare occasions, I'd say. Yeah, I hear you. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. But let's go ahead and take this bad boy into the poor ad segment. Both of you gentlemen to Gordon, check out your messenger. Zach, check out the Slack. We have a very we have a verified poor ad today. It looks like some sort of medicine. Um, I couldn't tell you what it's for, but it's probably one of the worst ads I've ever seen from a verified page before. So Gordon, how is go it ahead. verified? How is yeah. that verified? It's I, that's what I'm saying. I don't get this. It's it's and for those who are curious, they're breaking so many rules. Bitly links, uh, over twenty percent <laughs> text rules. 
it's just absolutely terrible. But Gordon, let me get your first thoughts on this bad boy. Would you convert? <laughs> well, I honestly don't see it in the chat right now. Oh, it's in the um, your Facebook Messenger, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, give me two seconds then. Please so... see full prescribing information, including oh, boxing warning God. and medication guide. Yeah, this is an actual ad, y'all. Like, 100%. Oh my god. Uh dude, that's horrible. Like that that like the first thought looking at the image in the headline, <laughs> it doesn't look like English. It just looks like a bunch of like someone hammered on a keyboard and just made a bunch of letters. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this. Excel Jans. <laughs> Excel Jans. <laughs> wow. I did yeah. I did think it was in another language. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. It's like they took a picture of the back of a pill bottle and just ran that in an ad, if not worse. That's, there's no yeah, that's brutal. There's no likes or comments on it, though, so they must have just sent it to you. <laughs> no, this is an actual sponsor. So fortunately, I, you know, of all the Facebook groups I'm in, everybody drops some crappy ads every once in a while. This was one that was dropped this past week, and I was just like, how does this get away, for one, with that 20% text roll, and how's this delivering the bit.ly link? There are so many things wrong with it. And of course, it's by prescription only. So, I mean, you have so many hoops to jump through. You got to see a doctor alone, to get this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that alone getting approved. Like, we had a client that uh, is an online pharmacy. Like, you know, Hims and Hers. It's like the, it's the Canadian version of that. Ooh. And, uh, dude, just getting approved on things was wild. For the Hims and Hers, is it more to the ED side or kind of hair? Yeah. We did, ED, uh, we did everything. Like, the main things were birth control for women, ED for men. Um, and then hair and skin were like kind of secondary. I don't even know how you get whitelisted for that stuff these days. It's just ridiculous. You have to become a um, partner agency, or like you be- you get this thing called uh, Legit Script, is what it's called, and it's like allows you to be classified as an online pharmacy, even me- though they're not a pharmacy. Yeah, let me go ahead and write this down. Legit Script, perfect. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's this is just I can't believe a brand would roll this out. I wonder if they knew they rolled this out. It's just complete trash. Not good. Not well, good. that was fun, y'all. Um, it's always <laughs> fun to talk about trash ads. But <laughs> Zach, man, you ready for this final portion of the segment, man? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Gordon. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so. This this be interesting. So uh, with, with with you being behind the scenes uh, promoting different financial products and uh, loans mm-hmm. <laughs> and advances and um, for those looking to scale, like what financial tactics, strategies, principles would you give to you know the e commerce business owner looking to scale? Maybe they're doing between you know ten grand to fifty grand a month. Like what? What is your advice there, right? Because you, you have the agency side, right? So you're like working with clients, trying to push them on budgets, tell them when mm-hmm. to spend, what not to spend. But you've also seen, you know, like who who funding it has been great for and probably who it, it's not a great fit for. Uh, so uh, what, what advice would you have to, to, to those that are, you know, thinking about capitalizing their business, ramping up scale and like some do's and don'ts? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, so I've worked with some clients where, you know, they're getting a five, six, seven, eight X ROAS on a, on a high ticket product. And it's like, dude, you need to spend every last dollar you have on this right now. Cause you have, you have no costs. 
besides besides your ad spend. Um, and those are the, like those are the types of people I'm like, hey, if you don't have the cash flow, um, you got to go to someone like Funnel Dash or ClearBank or like whoever. Some of these companies that offer um, almost like performance driven capital based off of it's all metrics. It has nothing to do with who you are. It has nothing to do with your credit. Like I think that's really important for people to do. And and the the risk to the the store owner or the business is so small because usually it's just based off of a percentage of um, they take a percentage of revenue until you pay it back. And it's like it's almost a no brainer. Um, where I don't think it kind of makes sense. And where you know I've had people, even friends that have you know they started an ecom store, they have like a one point seven or a two x ROAS when they're doing it themselves, and they're trying to go get money. And I'm like, probably not the right idea yet. Like you need to. <laughs> need to get that ROAS up, get those ads performing because they have, you know, they might have other costs like the product costs and everything like that. And it just doesn't make sense financially for them. Um, what I don't think you should do for most businesses, it's not wrong for all businesses, but raising capital capital is not always the best move. Um, I, mean, I know there's a lot of unique ways to do it and I'm no expert in it in any way, but if I can get, you know, a $100,000 loan from uh, like a company like Funnel Dash or ClearBank, um, versus giving up twenty percent or ten percent or five percent of my company, I'm gonna do the loan all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think some of, of that though. I think some of the people, <laughs> I would say ninety nine percent of the people that take a ClearBank loan, maybe venture is not even like an option for them, right? So like, let's yeah, just you're right, yeah. I, I know we love to compare it because of, of equity and like it's an easy trap that I, I think everybody in fi- finance and lending does. Um, but I, I think there's also some sobering conversations that we can have around, are they really investing in the growth? Like how, how do you think someone is really, um, and, and you started to hint at it a little bit, right? In terms of like, what is your ad performance? I think one of the things I see, you know, some people do when they roll up to ClearBank is, you know, they're getting this six month advance and, you know, it's not really being invested into growth. It's maybe being invested into like payroll or maybe it's like inventory so that you can kind of ramp Mm -hmm. up, you know, more ads. Uh, But I would really, um, I would just not have like a blanket statement of like, go get lending, like to invest in growth, assuming you can invest in growth. One of um, one of my buddies here in Austin, um, great company, do a couple million a year, you know, in revenue. And I was like, dude, you like, you know, you could go like leverage debt and, you know, ramp up your customer acquisition. And he's like, yeah, I know I could. And I know those funds are available to me, but like, I honestly don't know that if I invested those dollars, like that, like that my my ads would scale to that level of of spend right or like or my ROAS like might decrease if I scaled that I'm like dude good for you on like at least knowing your business that investing debt will move the needle or not move the needle yeah it's um, a very good point I don't know well, but what do you th- what are your thoughts on that no I, I actually I agree with that I think um you know it's 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 subjective in a sense of uh, if you invest in those funds and you maybe you've been doing ads in house the whole time and you've kind of hit your bandwidth of what you know what know how to do and yeah. 
maybe instead of taking the the funds and, and spending it on ad spend, you go and hire someone who's considered an expert that doubles what you were doing with the same amount of spend. Um, I think it's really subjective in that sense, but you're, you're totally right. There's If you know the economics of your business and you know that dumping 20% more money into ads isn't actually going to move the needle, then there's no point in doing it. I think if you're comparing going to a bank and getting it like a traditional loan that's relatively high interest, um, then it you need to like weigh your options because mm-hmm. um, then you're you're definitely on the line too if, if that doesn't come back to them yeah. in a certain amount of time and you could you could you know spend a uh, rack up a lot of debt in that sense. So what do you think the agency's role is in this this conversation this narrative? Right, we've had some agencies on that that straight up just say, yeah, I don't even talk to my clients about finances. I don't talk to them about fin- uh, funding, capitalizing their business. It's not my job right? Like I mm-hmm. just run ads. And, uh, and then there are others that are, you know, position themselves as, as much more value add, they're driving revenue, they're truly are aligned with the performance and unit economics uh, of the business. Uh, how has this personally come up in your agency, right? Of, do you really engage in these conversations? Does it happen often? Um, people ask you for advice or are you not are you kind of just like playing switzerland here and be like yeah it's not it's i'm I'm out (laughs) i don't want to get involved yeah so i think like the way i look at being an agency is uh with clients is like it's my job to grow their business as much as i can and kind of any capabilities that i can so even even though we're an ad agency if someone I find is shitting the bed on like email marketing. I'm not going to offer it as a service, but I'm going to like sit down with them for an hour and and probably map out a funnel and then they can go figure it out from there. And I think the same thing goes where, you know, some of those clients where we're getting like a high ROAS and they're only being limited because they don't have the capital um, is at that point, I'm like, Hey, it's time. You need to look at some funding. There's like, honestly, before I even knew about ClearBank and, and funnel dash and you guys, like I, um, I would give my credit card to clients sometimes and be like, <laughs> I'm going to scale the spend with my card. <laughs> um, as long as I had a relationship with them. I mean, it's not the smartest thing to do. I'm like essentially acting as a bank and I can get screwed. Uh, so we don't really do that, but it was more, <laughs> you know, early on when I was new to business and I saw there was an opportunity. I like to look at it. Like it's everyone's kind of like my friend, every business that I'm working with. It's like, I know them personally, let's do whatever we can. So if there's an opportunity yeah. to suggest it, I will absolutely suggest it. If I, I, I won't push I, it though. I want to do like a, like a little native advertisement for ad card here, because this is something that, that actually happens quite a bit. Gordon is the agency paying for the media budget. Right. And mm-hmm. this can be a tricky situation. There's, there's several use cases here. One is what you mentioned, hey, like scale up, which is crazy. But like the more <laughs> common one is I want to put it on my card to earn cash back, you know, or the other one is like, I'm going to invoice you up front and then we're going to put it on my cards because I want to own the ad account. Like there's at least a half, a half a dozen use cases where the agency ends up putting the spend on the card. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we really wanted to engineer with ad card and get right was have the versatility to where an agency could have their clients sign up for the card, but the agency could earn in the cash back so that they didn't have to do this like billing gymnastics <laughs> of like invoicing the client just to participate in cash back. Right. Right. And then also um, to 
insert ourselves, you know, into that 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 flow of payments with with the 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 agency at the card for all those agencies that charge a percentage of spend. That's kind of like a billing nightmare, right? Like taking eight, ten, twelve percent of spend. It's awesome that you kind of like threw it on the card, but like um some of these folks that want to get an extra one, two percent cash back, like it has a massive boost in their margins. Uh but it's like the most complex billing system in all of services, right? It's not as easy just calculating hours and billing an hourly rate. You have to like invoice up front and then Yeah, it's, you have that's to, a nightmare. You have to invoice at the end of the month your differential on, on the spend. And um and so with AdCar, we're we're looking to basically do like a surcharge, like a, like when you go to a, a restaurant, you do like a tip, right? Hey, you know, tip the waiter 20, mm-hmm. 25%. Same thing, like throw up the card in the ad account and like you know, essentially tip your, your ad agency daily, like eight, 10, 15% of spend, like whatever. And like, don't make your ad agency wait 30, 60, 90 days uh, to get paid, you know, or wait till the month ends and see how much they're spending. So these are, I'm, I'm very passionate about agency payments and, and their relationship to the advertiser, you know, ecosystem. So you kind of touched a hot button there. And um, I wanted to uh, take the moment to just, Tell everybody how awesome AdCard is. So thank you. Insert back to podcast. I like it. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but the Bank of Gordon sounds pretty dang good to me. You know? <laughs> Let's not promote that, please. Please. <laughs> Bank of Gordon. Yeah, how do we yeah, what is that card number actually, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's the ad card, there's the Brex card, the Amex card, and the Gordon card. It's it's more elusive than the black card, you know? It's just like only only Gordon and one press client have it. That's <laughs> oh, funny, man. Uh, what's cool? Well, thanks for indulging uh, me on those questions, Gordon. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to next, how they can get in touch, and how we can support you here at Funnel Dash. Cool, yeah. Um, still running with the agency, clientmagnet.co. If anybody has any questions, happy to help out in any way. Uh, we've been building another company called conversify.ai. Um, actually it helps a lot of agencies if you are looking to grow your business. I mean, at the end of the day, it's automated outreach and follow-ups, uh, personalized on LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, it's been pretty exciting. It's starting to catch some traction, which is great. And so if you need some sales and you just don't have the bandwidth to do it, you can go check that out. It worked for me in case anybody's curious. (laughs) That's awesome. That's good stuff, man. Well, this has been an awesome episode. Thank you so much, Gordon. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment. Share with a friend. If you do, Take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com. Show me you left a review. And I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpoorad.com slash review. Thanks again.